it's up to you and me to shine a guiding light and lead the way. United by our cause, we have the power to pursue what we believe. We'll achieve the realization of our dreams. Hello and welcome to this episode of New Horizons. I'm Vaughan Benison. Thanks once again for your company. This is episode number 660 for release around the 15th of June. Two weeks ago, two new staff members joined the ranks of Blind Citizens Australia, bringing the total up to, I believe, 14 current staff members. This is the most staff that Blind Citizens Australia has ever had by a considerable margin. We speak to those two new staff members. Diana Kuby has joined Blind Citizens Australia as the policy and advocacy team leader, and Tim Haggis joins us as membership development and engagement coordinator. So Tim, we'll start with you. Firstly, tell us who you are and a bit about your background. Well, um, my name's Tim Haggis. I was born legally blind, which is important in the context of this story. Um, as I grew up, I was very sporty. Um, I did athletics through school. Then I played blind cricket and um, a number of other sports, which led me into um, the, the committees of those organisations and discovering that Sports never had any money and they needed to raise money in order to compete in competitions, particularly uh, blind sport. Uh, you needed the extra money quite often for volunteer support. So that led me into fundraising. And in 1996, I was one of the founders of an organisation called the SA Blind Sporting Council, which later became the Blind Sporting Council and has raised quite a bit of money for blind sport over the years. Um, I then went on and raised money in disability sport um, went to a sort of a bigger arena because I saw that, okay, so vision impaired people were getting a little bit of money, but the greater disability community in sport weren't. So um, there's a little bit of a gap between the grassroots stuff and the Paralympics. Once you get to the Paralympic level, there's funding available, but at grassroots, um, it's really a lot of fundraising, a lot of hard work. So I did that for many years. And during that time, I ran employment programs for people who were vision impaired. And uh, I think that has all led me to this place where I sit right now. And Diana, what about you? Um, I have a very checkered past, really. I commenced my studies in the late 80s, early 90s, and I did a degree in psychology with a second major in computer science. And I left university and started a computer consultancy business where I sold computers, taught people how to use computers. Shortly after that, I lost my sight um, very unexpectedly. And so I did a heap of training and became a technical resource officer for Guide Dogs Adelaide. And then I moved down to Tasmania and thought I was going to have a lovely break because my husband came down here for a contract. And I thought, oh, I'll have, oh, six months where I don't have to work. That'll be absolutely fabulous. And was offered a job uh, within three weeks of arriving in Launceston by Errol Ingram, who was the program manager at Guide Dogs Tasmania in those days. And so I worked on a contract basis for quite a while and then more permanently. And 
1999, I had my first child, after which I decided to go and do some postgraduate psychology studies and trained as a rehabilitation counsellor, went into rehabilitation counselling with an organisation called Advanced Personnel Management, where I did assessments for disability support pensions and helped people on return to work programs get back into the workplace. So did a lot of workplace modifications. Tim, you're working for Blind Citizens Australia as of uh, two weeks ago as the membership development coordinator. What does that role entail? Well, um, in particular now, since the COVID situation has arisen, um, the need to engage with members regularly has increased. Um, the position was uh, created before that, but at the moment, um, the first thing I'm doing is um, running what we call happy hours, which is a one-hour session twice a week uh, where we have a particular topic um, which we will either have a guest to speak about and then question time afterwards or just a general discussion uh, with people's experiences. Um, so that's twice a week and we are also doing trivia on a Saturday night, which um, I do one once a month and then there's a, ro- like a, a rotation of teams running it each week. We have a, a fortnightly members update, which I'm uh, putting together for the first time for this Friday. And um, you know, that's a, a pretty big challenge ahead. And lastly, I'm working with all the branches or I'm trying to get in contact with all the branches to find out if they need me to help them support um, engaging with their members locally or what, any stra- what strategies may exist that I can assist them with just to be generally there to, to provide support. But in all in all, whatever uh, it has to do with membership, I'm onto it. And Diana, uh, Tim mentioned the COVID-19 crisis, and I know that Blind Citizens Australia has been heavily involved in uh, generating ideas, particularly around social distancing and campaigning for uh, blind people to be included when it comes to uh, getting information about social distancing and things like that. Your role as policy and advocacy team leader, that would seem to my mind to be a bit of a different scene for you. It certainly is. Uh, I mean, immediately prior to this role, I was working as a a child and family counsellor for Catholic Care Tasmania. However, throughout my career, I've done work with um, Tasmania's disabilities, writing disability awareness training packages and uh, promoting advocacy for clients, particularly children within the family court system, having their voices heard. So, that is what prompted me to apply for this particular role because it was, again, about helping people have their voices heard and be included in discussions at all levels. Mm. And BCO has done a lot of work on policy and advocacy over the last few years, most of which we've, we've featured on New Horizons and has quite an experienced team. How does it feel for you as the new person in the organisation to, to walk in heading up that team? It is a wonderful team. The two advocates that are on the team are incredibly supportive. And uh, the policy officer is brilliant. She's excellent at her job, as is our new person that's coming into the team, Jen, who is going to be doing a lot of advocacy work in New South Wales as well as helping to write submissions. So, look, I've got a great team and I see my role as assisting them to do their work well. 
I don't think I'm there to micromanage them. I think they all have exceptional skills. I think I can be there as a bit of a sounding board. I think I can be there to help smooth the path for them and to assist them navigate hurdles that they may otherwise have to do on their own. So do it at a team level rather than at an individual level. And I think that's far more effective in helping people to navigate their work. So see myself as a facilitator in um, enabling them to do their work more effect- effectively and efficiently. Tim, Blind Citizens Australia, as you probably know, has gone from strength to strength in the last few years. And uh, I think we have somewhere in the order of 3,000 members. Do you think that uh, you can see a time where that membership will grow significantly and uh, be all the better for the blind community? Well, I do. And in fact, um, I think that, um, well, from my personal experience as a member, I've been a member of uh, Blind Citizens Australia since 1997. And in recent times, probably over the last three years, I've started to follow. I think um, I may have dropped off the email list for a while, but um, I've just been following the progress of the organisation. And I think the word is spreading, the great things that are happening, um, all the new opportunities that are coming through. I mean, there's a lot of work being done um, in the advocacy sector um, and look and pe- and looking at employment and and giving people with who are blind or vision impaired the opportunity to have a tools and resources at their disposal. And I think that word's spreading. So don't be surprised if the membership numbers increase dramatically in the very near future. And of course, Diana, as the membership increases, uh, your work will increase. What do you think uh, are your key areas of interest over the next, uh, say, six to 12 months? Look, For me, I have a really keen interest in advocating for equal employment opportunities and equal access whether that be with a dog guide or whether that be to areas that might not otherwise be accessible to people who are blind or vision impaired. So I think for me, it is a case of looking at those access and equity issues that are my strongest focus, as well as looking at you know, the other issues that arise and that are part of the advocacy and policy team making the submissions to government with respect to the Royal Commission and liaising with groups like banks and financial organisations to ensure that there's equitable access to ATMs and FPOS, those types of things. I just want to say how impressive uh, Blind Citizens Australia is as an organisation and um, I'm pretty happy to be selected to be uh, doing the role I'm doing. And I'm just, um, because I've spent a lot of time working with various organisations and this is a very, very, very professionally run group and I'm very proud to be a part of it and uh, looking forward to great things in the future. I have spent a lot of my working life working for organisations outside the vision sector and encountered huge amounts of discrimination, harassment, bullying and patronization and it is so refreshing to be working within an organization that is supportive encouraging and practices its mission within its organization and not just promoting it to members 
I think that's one of the key areas that BCA's really excelled in over the last uh, three to five years or so under John's leadership is is really very much about, you know, we practice what we preach and we get behind and stand behind our beliefs and uh, and we promote them to the ends of the earth. And I agree with you that BCA should be congratulated for its work over the last few years. Diana and Tim will be speaking to both of you on New Horizons fairly frequently, I'm sure. But uh, in the meantime, thanks very much for joining us and thanks for your time. Thanks for having me. It was wonderful. Thank you. Diana, of course, is the uh, policy and advocacy team leader for Blind Citizens Australia, and Tim Haggis is the membership development and engagement coordinator. If you'd like to get in touch with those uh, people, you can email them through Blind Citizens Australia, or you can contact the usual telephone number. That telephone number, if you've forgotten, is 1-800-033-660. If you'd like to email Blind Citizens Australia, bca at bca.org. BCA.org.au. I'm still looking for more stories for New Horizons to keep us going into the future. We've had a few in recent weeks, so uh, it would be interesting to hear from you. New.horizons at bca.org.au if you'd like to get in touch and uh, we can talk further. If you'd like to donate to Blind Citizens Australia, don't forget it's the end of the financial year and donations over $2 are tax deductible. You can have a look at the BCA website. That will tell you how you may go about donating to the organisation. There are a number of different ways, so I would encourage you to either contact the BCA head office or have a look at the website. I'm Vaughan Benison. Do take care. I'll talk to you again next week. We'll achieve the realisation of our dreams Of our dreams